We are listening to Open Country Joy from Mahi Beach and Orchestra. The album Birds of Fire, 1974. We're going to continue with Soft Machine. This is Ban Ban Caliban. You're listening to Mutiny Radio.fm.
Yeah, wow. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Yes, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spagelman and Carl. Hey, Carl, how are you, buddy? All right, good. Thank you very much. I'm ready to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike we... Spagelman. Mike Spagelman. What are you doing? All right, uh, so right here is... We're on mutinyradio.fm, as we are every Sunday. We stream here first. You can go ahead, type in mutinyradio.fm, and listen. Just press the listen now. You're probably listening now. You can make a whole afternoon of it. We are part of a great Sunday afternoon showcase. Found so Around Sound with Scotto just concluded after our show. Ugly Sunday. So what a day. Make it a day. But we're on 2 p.m. Pacific Standard time we also have a youtube channel where the movie we're going to watch will be synced with our conversation we want you to listen we also have a podcast you can listen to a sunday night uh just subscribe to that acronym you heard up front l w a f l m o y t and you got it basically we want to watch a movie with you so we want you to go to youtube turn the sound off and watch the full length movie with us while you listen to our podcast you could also just go to the youtube channel L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And as always, donate to our station, Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and donate at Mutiny Radio. Except no substitutions. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we will watch Things to Come 1936. Things to Come 1936. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The ch channel we like, it's like Things to Come public domain movies. The channel's weird. It is... Two, I'm talking about the number, MI3. So if you search for things to come, there's lots of choices. Some have ads. Pick this one or you won't be in sync with us because right. there's criteria. Those ads have different times. And again, we want you to look for things to come on YouTube and not Pornhub. Just right. saying that if you, if you go to RedTube and type in things to come, 1936, we're, I bored yeah. you. Don't Those do things will come, but it won't be our movie. Not our movie, but our movie is 
Things to Come 1936 has public domain in the title, but you just type in Things to Come 1936 and you will find the channel 2MI3. 2MI3, number two, number three, letter M, letter I, two. How many channels oh. are going to even look like that? You'll find it. You'll find it. It's, a, it's up there. So hit pause. Uh, go ahead and click the link. But when it starts, hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We are going to press play at the same time. And to do that, and to give you some time to get yourself ready, Carl has spoken to a celebrity comedian. I haven't heard this yet. I can't wait to hear it. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Derek C. Quadfather. Welcome, Derek. So, Derek, we got to know each other through Compound Media, through your podcast, Backyard Boys, and we'll get to it. But I wanted to ask you about your name, Quadfather. Now, you're quadriplegic. Tell us about that. Tell us what happened and how you got this name. Uh... I made a huge mistake, so that's how I ended up here. But uh, uh, I guess I could tell you the complete story is uh, on Labor Day 10 years ago, I uh, I was out at the golf course having a good time. I played a, a lot of golf, uh, had many shots of whiskey, mm -hmm. drank many a beer. Um, then I went to a family get-together uh, party at my parents' house. And I, I got home and uh, I decided to go for a swim because my, okay. my parents have an above, above ground pool. Um, the reason I went, wanted to go for a swim was mainly because I was a little out of it, a little drunk. Um, and I thought possibly cold water might uh, liven me up, make me feel good. Yeah, flip the switch exactly. Like, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but... It was worth a try, a super hot day, uh, September 1st. And then uh, I went out there and I was swimming around in this above ground pool and uh, my drunk mind said, hey, why don't you climb up the tree that's right next to the pool? Uh-huh. And so I climbed up in the tree and uh, decided to attempt a flip out of the tree into the pool. Okay. Um, so... I'm standing up there on the limb and I'm saying to myself, ah, maybe I shouldn't do this. Drunk mind, I went ahead and went for it. And somehow I just completely cased it mm -hmm. and landed right, you know, neck first, right on the bottom of the pool. Okay, um, now at you're that... in the water, right? So you are yes. in danger because if you're having this problem, how did you get out of the water? Okay, so I case it. I land in the bottom of the pool. I feel the back of my neck hit the bottom of the pool. I'm wide awake, and I realize that my arms and legs aren't working. Yeah. Um, so at that point, you know, panic sets in, and uh, I, I can move my hands a little bit like that. So I'm I know where the ladder is, so I'm trying to swim over to it, but uh, my attempts are pretty much in vain. Um, and underwater, sitting there drowning, you know, yeah. like a, one million thoughts go through your mind at that point. Um, so, yeah, that, the, you know, I pretty much realized that I was dead and I was, uh, no one was down there by the pool. I did this by myself completely. Right. So there was no one watching me do it. I just did it just to do it. Um, 
And so what, you got to the ladder eventually, though? That I was close to the ladder, and so where I started was completely across the pool, so um, apparently, you know, I was I was pretty out of it, but apparently mm -hmm. I almost got to the ladder, so I could, you know, at least pull myself up and try to get out of the water, get my nose or mouth or something out of the water. Okay. Uh, but I didn't make it, so okay. I... There was that point. I realized it was over. I was wide awake up to the point where I drowned. Yeah. And um, my luck is that my stepdad, who was up there, uh, up at the house, eating dinner, decided out of the blue to go put chemicals in the pool. That he is was, luck. Well, it might be a God thing, a divine intervention, yeah. some, something along that line. Um, so... So he's sitting there eating dinner, decides to come put chemicals in the pool, comes down there, finds me, sees that I'm drowned. I was I was blue, purple, I was pretty much gone. And then uh, my mom, who used to be a nurse, yes, they pulled my stepdad and my mom pulled me out of the pool. My mom gives me CPR. Wow. The ambulance shows up, flies me to, you know, St. Charles and Bend and they put Humpty Dumpty back together again. <laughs> <laughs> but we're mentioning Oregon, just so people are in context with this hospital and this area. And used to be quite an outdoorsman out there, but you still hunt, you said. How do you go about hunting and what do you hunt? Uh, just deer and like birds, grouse. I don't know mm -hmm. if you know what a grouse is. They live up in the mountains. They're like a game bird, upland yeah. game bird. Okay. Um, but... In Oregon, you can uh, drive around in your with the disability tag. You can drive around and hunt on dirt roads. Um, uh -huh. So you you could shoot out a window of a vehicle hunt ah, deer. Gotcha. So you do a drive by on Pamby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Now we got to know each other through Backyard Boys. I love that name, by the way. And this is a podcast that's very fresh. It's only about two months old now. You've got like a whole cast of characters on there. How did this thing come together and how do you manage like so many personalities at once, people talking over each other, you know, because you do, you guys do a good job with it. Yeah, um, you know, that's the main thing is you just, uh, you try to have timing. Um, you know, most shows that you've been on uh, Gino's show in hot water. Um, most of the people that are on our show are avid watchers of that show, uh -huh. um, or compound media in general, I should say. Um, most of them are old Opie and Anthony fans from, yeah. uh, obviously that that's been around forever. Um, but yeah, it, it's the same thing. Cause you, you know, you got a wild man like Gino who talks over you back and forth. You just have to get in, you know, get your spots and try to make it work. So everyone's kind of aware how that how that works, um, just trying to get in a spot. You know, you, you have to have a little bit of patience and you gotta wait, but sometimes we talk over each other, but it's all, you know, you, you someone tries to stop. You work it yeah. out. When I was on your show, um, I was noticing how people, now there were some times in which people were talking over each other, but, the, the, but, but one of them would defer to the other. One of them would back off right away, like when they heard it coming. I guess you got some practice, you know, doing that, because I was impressed with, I, were there six people? I mean, I was impressed with how many. Oh, and there was this secret person, a behind-the-scenes producer person. How he seemed to like check every level, and what is he air traffic control there? Who who is this guy, and how come he's not on air? 
Yeah, well, uh, he just prefers not to be on air. Um, he's horribly disfigured. Uh, he was in a fire act. No, nothing like that. <laughs> uh, whatever. You know, he just uh, prefers to have fun in, in that way. Uh, uh -huh. He's not always there, so, uh, you know, like half the shows. The entire first month or month and a half of the show, I just pretty much did it myself. Uh -huh. um, a lot of the times, I'm doing the producing while doing the show. Yeah. So it's... Um, but. But when he's around, that makes it a whole lot easier for me. If we have a thought, it's like, hey, go look this up. Uh, show us a clip from YouTube. Or, man, that that's so much more convenient than me trying to, like, scramble in the middle of a show to try to figure that out. So um, it is nice to have him backstage. Um, now, who'd you hook up with on In Hot Water? Was it Steve Conti or was it Bobby Tamboro? One of those guys you got to be friendly with and... Bobby's coming on the show uh, coming up, right? Yeah, he'll be on Wednesday. And, Wednesday. Uh, yeah, what's it? Fred Rubino, he'll be on Friday. Oh, that's a that's a catch. That's a catch right there. That's a funny dude. <laughs> that's great. How did but you I, get associated, like, through messaging, direct messages on Twitter? or? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's kind of funny because I had never called into the show till maybe, like, uh, February of this year, or last year, sorry, like a year ago. Um, and then I decided to go check out Twitter. So I became kind of a frequent caller. I had heard people's voices, so I knew kind of who they were, you know, just by their voice. Yeah. I knew they had multiple, you know, some people call in and play characters and whatnot, so it was trying to figure that all out. But when I got onto Twitter... Uh, I started messaging people and found out pretty quickly like who watches the show and who actually calls in and then the next thing you know you're DMing people and saying hey I'm Quad Father how's it going I'm the goofy guy that calls in and does this um, so that's kind of how we all met and then we started direct messaging and uh, come to find out there was another show that they were on so I hook up with those guys and uh, uh -huh. we were playing around on a different podcast and um Maybe around Thanksgiving time, I decided, hey, maybe I'll try to do a StreamYard account and play with it. And next thing you know, we're the Backyard Boys. And yeah. uh, Garrett and Gino are now our, like, audio drop on our show because they, yeah. you know, they kind of plugged us on the show. Backyard so, Boys. That's yeah, right. I, I guess we're, like, the resident show now, like uh, <laughs> the In Hot Water fan show. That's uh, why we, I wanted to be on, you know. Because I knew it was associated, and 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 uh, you know, just the name. The name is really what made me want to do it. So, now on YouTube to find you guys, it's BYB Podcast. That's the channel, right? Yes, sir. At and BYB what, Podcast. And and what same thing for Twitter? It's the same Twitter handle. No, it's uh, at BYB underscore podcast. Okay, at BYB underscore. That's the difference. Yeah. Only because that one, the on. other one was... <laughs> yeah, it was a blast, man. You're hilarious. Uh, we, loved, we loved watching you on In Hot Water and stuff. So Thanks. I want to be yeah. back, you know, so we'll arrange that, you know. Absolutely. Maybe I can sneak up on Fred Rubino, but we'll talk off air. But Okay, so, Derek, Quadfather, Backyard Boys. We are now going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and everybody at home has got to press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Derek Quadfather, and give us that celebrity countdown. You ready? 
Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. And thank you, Criterion Collection, for presenting this version of Surf 2, the Criterion <laughs> Collection. Oh, look at that two-faced Janice. What a <laughs> double face. Oh, my God. Talking on both sides of his head? Enough with the logos. You all want to get associated with this. It's a public domain movie, right? Either you polish it up or you just put it on a video cassette. Oh, all are. right. Now, this is the opening to the soundtrack. Their main song for the movie is Hell's Bells. Right. By Meatloaf. <laughs> you know, I was at Big Ben and I said, whoa, there's Big Ben. And Big Ben said, my name's Ben. <laughs> So All right. Look, so things to come. Whoa, wait. I'm taking my 3D glasses off. It's too intense. It's things to come. It's no, but a... it never really came. It was his predictions. H.G. Wells. This was I based on. I never the book. read the book. Is it a book or a novel, or is it like a collection of curios and writings? It's a book, and it's written as if he was an um, a diplomat. Uh, here it is. No, it's not. Here it is. H.G. Wells, Things to Come. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mike. No, no problem. I think I know what happens. Jack the Ripper finds his time machine, Correct. pops in there, goes to San Francisco in 1979, Correct. gets a room. He goes to Marcadero, gets a room. And he watches TV and he's like, ah, modern day television is much more intense than the television of the telly of, I know from the 1800s. That was a great film, and I wish it was on YouTube and we could do it. Somewhere oh, in uh, every day. What's it called? Uh, nice. Oh, we're going in the future. So this movie came out in what, 36, he said? Yeah, this came out in 1936. It's based off a book that he wrote. It is a book, but it was like the memoirs or journal or diary of a, an ambassador, like in 2054, something like that. Wow, the book does end later than this. Now, if you turn on the sound, you'll find out it's nice Christmas. It's nice right. Christmas. And they're playing this Christmas carol right now. It goes, Christmas, 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 right. Christmas, Christmas. It's, put it up, put it up. Is Here it up? Yeah, it is up. Here we go. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, M, N, O, L, O, P, E, Q, R, S, C, U, V. See, there's no L in my song. Okay, what the L, man? So what's going on is he's – the director is contrasting, like, the nice, pleasant thing of Christmas to war is coming. Right. War is on the horizon. Hey, the oh, so H.C. Wells predicted a war in the future? Good for him. Check that <laughs> off. This came out just before our, England's entrance into World War II. Yeah. So, so the the box office the first week at least really profited off of that. You know what I mean? Like you know was, who doesn't profit the, off of anything so far, Carl? Are the newsies, right? Because the news <laughs> are on the on the stands or on the bus. <laughs> I, I don't need to read it. I nearly got run over by it. <laughs> Christmas turkeys are all hanging out in the open air. Yeah. The world on the brink of war. See these people holding the signs.
Do you think it's like the last movie we watched? That this is an impressionistic movie. So they're holding news. They're saying "Eat at Joe's" or like "War's Coming." It's all like it's over the top. I get it. I want to hear people talk. It's a soundy, isn't it? It is a soundy, and it's in the public domain, Mike. Just let it rip. Okay. Sometimes the studio uh, rats get upset. The mice in the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right. this guy is um, a famous guy named uh, Raymond Massey, and he's known for his thick voice and everything. Uh, and he's going to be our hero throughout the movie. Because we'll see his descendants. We'll see, you know, he'll be an ancestor to the future. That's kind of cool. So that's how they were able to tell a story about the future, is that it's a man and then his kids. Right. Now, this guy is the person who's supposed to let us know in the story, Ah, I don't give a fuck all about war. A couple of people battling miles away, you know. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with him. Now, Wells is a British dude, right? Did, or yes. he wrote this in a, so. Yeah, this whole film is English. Gotcha. <laughs> Man. Are you saying it's a British A, B, C, D, E, F, G? H I J K M N O P Q R. I don't get it. Why don't you say the L? Because that song has is a Noel. Oh, that's that's the Christmas Carol. It's a no. It's a Noel. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's. Hilarious. I learned that from a comic strip. Look! Look! Now here we have Christmas, and what comes to mind when I look at this scene is Christmas, 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 <laughs> Christmas, 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 Christmas. You know what I. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call the French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. God, I love that song. Hi, welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good to be here. Look look at my smile. I'm smiling from that song you wrote, that theme song for our show. Our show, by the way, is streaming. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. 
From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Come watch your favorite John Hughes 80s films through a whole new lens. We'll have the subtitles on and the volume low while a panel of feminists critique these beloved movies that shaped a generation with sexist, classist, homophobic, racist plots and characters and settings along with a healthy dose of damage property. Hosted by staunch feminist Pam Benjamin at Mutiny Radio, join us 2.15 for 16 Candles with Warren Kraut and Emma Brennan. 3-1, The Breakfast Club with Spencer Devine and Dominic Delgadillo. 3-15, Pretty in Pink with Nina G and Allison Reynolds. And 3-28, Some Kind of Wonderful with Mel Michelle. Hey, it's really exciting. We're going to be here, 278 121st Street, screening John Hughes Films with you, 6 o'clock, every other Wednesday, Mutiny Radio. Hey kids, it's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh lap. But hey, don't be a schmuck. 
and donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... Happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at <laughs> 2781st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between, all in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? 
I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that, who's that? Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a Time to groove to a day lost low on W. 
spring chicken, but I'm not an old lady. I know the names of all the members of Autumn. I can party like a 20-year-old, but it takes me almost a week to recover. Sometimes I'm a tired mother taking her kids to the park, and other times I'm a petulant teenager giving the finger to a speeding FedEx truck. I idle right in the middle. When middle age starts exactly. According to my current edition of the Oxford English Dictionary, middle age is 
The period of life between young adulthood and old age, now usually regarded as between about 45 and 60. 60? Nice try, Oxford. begins once you start looking forward to eating dinner before 6.30 or when you call the cops on your next door neighbors when they have a party. my body feels older. I recently hurt myself on a treadmill and it wasn't even on. I didn't have to actually work out, but I still got credit for trying. It was a gym snow day. You know those exercise pools where the water comes at you strong and you have to swim against it to build up your strength? That's what the social pressure of staying young feels like. You can either exhaust yourself thrashing against it, or turn around and let the pressure of it massage out your kinks. Fighting aging is like the war on drugs. It's expensive, does more harm than good, and has been proven to never end. Hopefully, I have another 40 to 50 years of living ahead of me before I pass from this earth either in my sleep or during a daring rescue caught on tape. Ideally, my penultimate day would be spent attending a giant beach party thrown in my honor. Everyone would gather around me at sunset and the golden light would make my skin and hair beautiful as I told hilarious stories and gave away my extensive collection of moon art to my ex-lovers. I and all of my still alive friends, which let's face it, will mostly be women, would sing and dance late into the night. My sons would be grown and happy. I would be frail, but adorable. I would still have my own teeth and I would be tended to by handsome and kind gay men who pruned me like a bonsai tree. Once the party ended, everyone would fall asleep except for me. I would spend the rest of the night watching the stars under a nice blanket my granddaughter made with her knit bot 5000. And as the sun began to rise, unexpected guests would wake and put the coffee on. My last words would be something banal and beautiful. Are you warm enough? My guest would ask. Just right, I would answer. My funeral would be huge, but incredibly intimate. I would instruct people to throw firecrackers on my funeral pyre and play Purple Rain on a loop.
San Francisco Mutiny Radio dot FM. This is the flat found black round plastic sound going down.
There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on reports from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on a rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised.
What's up, rock lovers? This is Rob Jackson, your virgin host and director of the ongoing Bands at Rock Live Music Showcase. Those tracks are off our first Bands at Rock compilation titled Coast to Coast. It's now available on our website, www.ripstar.cfsites.org. You're listening to Up Close, where we bring you awesome talent and interesting personalities. Are you open to like people volunteering, musicians, artists, uh, comics, whatever, just submitting their work to you, being a part, Definitely. and just promoting, using you as a springboard for promotion, but at the same time contributing to that message? Definitely. That's, that's really, really cool. And very unique. Thanks. Good for you. So it's R-I-P-S-T-A-R. Rip Star. We're going to have to play a couple songs off that. Cool. Yeah, we, we totally yeah. will. So, uh, so is it out in stores? People can buy it right now? Initially, it's going to be on the site. And I have targeted the stores. Okay. Close to commercial radio stations. A lot of good things happening right here from Robert Jackson. Stick around, and we'll be playing some music off of that. Yeah, baby. So you really like being a musician? Yeah, it's the best thing to do on the planet, yeah. Is there anything you want to say to your fans? Um, thank you for listening, and keep listening, I guess. And um, come out to our shows and say hi. It is, and Ripstar's a great uh, a great company. Um, I know Rob, who runs Ripstar, donates, uh, I think, 25% of all his proceeds for these events to different charities like the Red Cross, who uh, was helping out in Japan after the nuclear accident. So uh, great music, good cause. Very cool. So, so does he specialize? Does he um, particularly highlight independence? Uh, yes, he does, and uh, he's he's got his fingers in a lot of pies, uh, modeling and art and uh, many things. So, exciting company. Very cool. You guys definitely hang tight with them, and you may have some fun this summer with them. I help you so that we can help us. Poverty is when people don't have what they need. Not having good money is poverty. America has too much money to have so many people be poor. Poverty is not having what you need. Everybody deserves a home. People want to make a profit from polluting the air. People pollute because they are lazy and seek instant gratification. Rather than concerning themselves with the future, they only want to be satisfied now. I think sometimes the world is entertained by violence. Together, if we're all doing something, it adds up and it really makes a big difference in our social experience. Giving your elderly friend or neighbor a ride or sweeping their sidewalk or just anything like that, it just makes the world a much nicer place to be in every day. Ripstar, where leaders follow.
The People's Party, where the revolution is about having a good time. Brought to you by Ripstar and Bands That Rock. What's up, rock lovers? This is Rob Jackson, your virgin host and director of the ongoing Bands at Rock Live Music Showcase. Those tracks are off our first Bands at Rock compilation titled Coast to Coast. It's now available on our website, www.ripstar.cfsites.org. You're listening to Up Close, where we bring you awesome talent and interesting personalities. Are you open to like people volunteering, musicians, artists, uh, comics, whatever, just submitting their work to you, being a part, Definitely. and just promoting, using you as a springboard for promotion, but at the same time, contributing to that message. Definitely. That's that's really, really cool, and very unique. Thanks. Good for you. So it's R-I-P-S-T-A-R, Rip Star. We're going to have to play a couple songs off that. Cool. Yeah, we, we totally yeah. will. So, uh, so is it out in stores? People can buy it right now? Initially, it's going to be on the site, and I have targeted the stores. Okay. So close to commercial radio station. A lot of good things happening right here. Robert Jackson. Stick around, and we'll be playing some music off of that. Uh-huh. So you really like being a musician? Yeah, it's the best thing to do on the planet, yeah. Is there anything you want to say to your fans? Um, thank you for listening, and keep listening, I guess. And um, come out to our shows and say hi. And Ripstar is a great, uh, a great company. Um, I know Rob, who runs Ripstar, donates, uh, I think, 25% of all his proceeds for these events to different charities like the Red Cross, who uh, was helping out in Japan after the nuclear accident. So uh, great music, good cause. Very cool. So, so does he special? Does he um, particularly highlight independence? Uh, yes, he does. And uh, he's, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies, uh, modeling and art and uh, many things. So company. Very cool. You guys definitely hang tight with them and you may have some fun this summer with them. Ripstar, where leaders follow. I help you so that we can help us. Poverty is when people don't have what they need. Not having good money is poverty. America has too much money to have so many people be poor. Poverty is not having what you need. Everybody deserves a home. People want to make a profit People pollute because they are lazy and seek instant gratification. Rather than concerning themselves with the future, they only want to be satisfied now. I think sometimes the world is entertained by violence. Together, if we're all doing something, it adds up and it really makes a big difference in our social experience. Giving your elderly friend or neighbor a ride or sweeping their sidewalk or just anything like that. It just makes the world a much nicer place to be in every day. Common Thread Collective here, Mutiny Radio.fm. There's music in the cafe at night and revolution in the air. Now it's happening again, and here we have... Tonight's episode's focused on poverty. The enemy is poverty. Floorboards where the bodies used to be 
in the October country where the bridge is rot and the weeds creep up inside your head just like a thought. From the pigs out of control We went feral in the fields Until one struck a fatal blow By the rich man on the mountain With Corvassier in hands Who won't know what to do with them When all this starts to end But I ain't got that problem It's just me and a nest of rats been hiding in a hat box that I stashed beneath the rack of a train stuck in the station now for far too long to leave. The conductors wear their uniforms with sanitizing sleeves. We ride in on a carriage, but we go out in a box, masquerading as an animal that finally got caught. You can take a number, and I can take a lot, but I can't take more of what this old country's got. The wagon wheels are steep and winding road and horses high on jimson we just won't do what they're told the night shades like the devil's snare it captures all who roam down into the creek beds looking for a home willows weep down main street on a bitter trail of tears their forests won't regenerate for a thousand years Taking over now and burning up our minds. Kick back in our rocking chairs and watch sea levels rise. We ride in on a carriage, but we go out in a box, masquerading as an animal that finally got caught. You can take a number, and I can take a lot, but I won't take more of what. Tonight's episode features Consolidated with new music from The Slow Poisoner and from UK Bloke. So check this out, you guys. I'm going to start by reading an essay I wrote a long time ago. It's called Spare Change. Problem Statement. War and violent consumption practices threaten rapidly diminishing healthy biomes and demands reasonable containment. Background. As the human population continues to rapidly expand, it is critical that caring, sharing, and prioritization to end poverty become keys to reducing suffering. What is an adequate definition and measurement of wealth or ideals like success that more objectively accounts for the public's health, safety, and welfare? Many social ills boil down to the examination of lifestyles. 
ethics, and behaviors. Poverty is culturally created and defined and expressed in numerous ways. Gross materialism and abject poverty are the result of socialization and hierarchies of power and wealth inequities that are largely tolerated instead of being challenged or sufficiently removed. Perhaps poverty, as allowed human suffering, is not some accidental consequence. Could it possibly be a manufactured phenomenon, often mistakenly presumed to benefit an alleged ruling class? Is it possible poverty may be the result of a lesser explored phenomenon of dominance, inferiority, or an overarching expression of fear? Why does poverty appear more pronounced in Western cultures versus the Middle East or Eastern cultures generally? What excuse does the wealthiest country on earth have for allowing so many measures of poverty and social decay to persist within our own backyards? The problem of poverty limits the enjoyment of liberty and weakens the prospect of justice for all. Therefore, anyone aspiring to further practice democracy should embrace peace as the solution to better drive investments in human development. Peace addresses quality of life concerns, which are equal if not more important than investment in security alone. Poverty includes factors of identity, neglect, health, rehabilitation, cultural values, communications, and economics. However, explanations for unmet needs in the midst of plenty is largely an efficiency and fairness problem stemming from an underdeveloped recognition of the basic equalities of life. Poverty is an unforgiving, painful expression of failed moral values that support impoverishment, encourages cycles of violence, and depends on the tolerance of dehumanization and victimization. Poverty is one of many control mechanisms that assumed supremacy dominance relies on in general to keep power inequities in place so that some can have more than others. Hoarding and theft involved from wars has led many internal and external enemy combatants labeled formally as terrorists by the U.S. government to attack the USA to highlight demands for change and levy revenge. One notable attack was the event of 9-11, inspired largely by the preaching of one militant, Osama bin Laden, formerly Central Intelligence Agency trained asset, in his lesser-known manifesto, A Letter to America. On a more simplistic level, the annual defense budget of the USA and increasingly less transparent investments in war enterprises versus scant spending, by contrast, on critical infrastructure, social security programs, education, and healthcare has caused deep rifts and concerns. Prioritizing defense spending over meeting the needs of the people or the urgent planetary repairs needed fuels the escalating wars that will simply produce more poverty. It is recommended here that ending wars through diplomacy and reinvesting in tangible peace can dramatically reduce poverty. Cultural values and social role of poverty. Poverty is a byproduct of collective decision-making and behavior. Can we discern what causes some cultures to reinforce dehumanizing behaviors like banishment, punishment, hoarding, and alienation more than others? Do values account for the difference? Amorality and destructive behaviors may be correlated to the absence of care, a lack of empathy, and are characterized here as developmental flaws. How do we measure social progress, wellness, and guard against preventable social decay? Ethics. Are conditions of mass madness, corruption, impoverishment, dehumanization, and preventable inflicted illnesses being tolerated norms? The poles of right and wrong action are mediated by the force of consequence. Setting and enforcing reasonable limits to human behavior because we are error prone promotes survival and social harmony. Granted, there are historical circumstances where intolerance and prejudice have been invoked to wrongly oppress populations behind harmfully biased notions of right and wrong. 
but we can't allow those horrible displays to mask the positive benefit of ethics. Some basic social agreements regarding ethics and their relationship to survival that we can potentially call upon to reinforce positive change deserves our serious attention at this particular point in human development due to our recent technological advancements which have given us unprecedented abilities to manipulate and harm the world upon which we all depend. Poverty can be viewed as symptoms of inadequate family and supportive health systems. Education, the strengthening of ethics, and improved mental health care are paramount in combating poverty. Productive rehabilitation and proven treatment strategies versus penal systems are more humane and more cost-effective. The immediacy and urgency of poverty calls for humane responses that provides homes, clothes, food, jobs, counseling, and medical attention. After studying homelessness, I conclude that many people are only a paycheck away from finding themselves in a terribly desperate situation. In fact, many people live without any savings or adequate support networks. How can progress and reforms in economics better utilize and distribute resources in a manner that minimizes suffering? Evaluating ideas like hoarding, the control and distribution of resources, the roles and responsibilities of intervening forces, and use of war makes poverty a complex problem. Reducing want or need requires the willingness of the world's citizens to participate in designing and implementing the necessary changes and particular processes we find helpful in alleviating and preventing crisis. UC Berkeley professor Sim van der Ren presents the need for sensible planning in his book Ecological Design. Dr. Helen Caldicott of Physicians for Social Responsibility points out in her book, Nuclear Madness, that we need to get our priorities straight and take appropriate actions. Otherwise, none of the important issues we wish to address will matter because there will be nothing left to defend if we have a nuclear war or even a mere nuclear accident or spill alone. You have to love yourself before letting someone love you. You want to come alive. You want yourself to shine. Happiness comes from within. Beauty, shine. Loving yourself never fades away. Embrace yourself. Face, look in the mirror, affirming your presence. Accept your flaws. Accept your imperfections. Fall in love with your reflection. It will lead you in the light direction. Welcome back to part two, we share in common. All people need social interactions and to be cared for in order to be physically and mentally healthy. Affection is a human need. Invisibility, alienation, and untouchable associations practiced towards the impoverished are damaging to their spirit and will for survival. Many homeless people suffer in isolation, lack self-esteem, and often have treatable illnesses. They are grossly stereotyped as drunks, lunatics, losers, criminals, and even considered public nuisances by some. Are such labels used as defense mechanisms to rationalize the reluctance of observers to act responsibly or to share the task and the resources needed to adequately address the problem of poverty? Unfortunately, people selfishly practice discriminations that rationalize their claims to resources, making scapegoating and irrational thinking a convenient means of avoidance. Hoarding and other more violent practices are often portrayed as necessary evils. The tolerance of mass madness creates poverty in the midst of plenty. Empowerment is the answer to oppression, and apathy specifically. Ahimsa, the philosophy and practice of nonviolence, is based on compassion, responsibility, accountability, logical reasoning, and empathy. This ancient peace practice reinforces the problem-solution community development model, mental wellness theories, and ultimately serves as a useful tool to improve survival and the quality of our lives. 
At its core is the ethic of being committed to minimizing and preventing suffering as Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., and Jesus, and many others, bravely demonstrated. The resolution of poverty and other forms of direct and indirect violence involves refining ideas and practices of nonviolence that are capable of providing useful solutions. The self-evident benefits that transpire from peace far outweigh the demented and exaggerated victories of war. With peace, casualty counts decline and all life becomes valued and protected, restoring relative harmony and balanced equilibrium. Isolation. Could the habit of separation, division, or individualism make it harder for us to understand our neighbors and our natural environment? For example, at the public's request, police are routinely arresting the homeless. Shop owners complain to the police and want laws to prevent street people from sleeping in their storefronts. A vast amount of time, energy, and resources are spent confiscating grocery carts, personal belongings, and arresting homeless people. Ironically, many of the public spaces, such as park grounds and benches formerly utilized by the homeless in San Francisco, have been redesigned to ensure a less comfortable and less hospitable accommodation. Yet, if we decided to invest more in shelters, mental health care, and employment training programs, our community would enjoy the benefits of winning some important victories in minimizing and relieving human suffering. Not only would this be a more efficient use of resources, our responses would be more humane and the outcomes of treatment would be measurable and positive results versus tax dollars wasted on incarceration. We need to free up law enforcement to combat violent crimes. By making a greater commitment to mental health services and addressing and prioritizing the needs of nonviolent offenders, we may encourage successful community reintegration and discourage repeated offenses. Suffocating fumes you may With no last breath Dust to dust, ashes to ashes, the future comes to pass. We consumed by the shadow of your doom. Return to the world. Holding your own rope 
answers to the poverty problem. Many types of suffering are preventable. Careful observation, persuasion, and necessary nonviolent interventions periodically advance humanity based on cultural revolutions. Using every day as an opportunity to set and achieve goals that fulfill personal and collective purposes is an intentional process that harnesses willpower. The process begins by being called or awakened to enter in external needs and desires and finding healthy ways to express and meet those needs and desires. Matching or developing necessary skills to finding and living purpose and the rate of exchange economically rewarding you for doing what you love is a challenge in any environment. The difference between a productive nonviolent contributor and one that has lost reinforcing destructive ends depends on the level of practice achieved by the lifestyle of the individual. Regardless of the relative position of a person in this process, applying time and resources to productive ends creates more sustainable results. Due to pervasive bias, clearly understanding the real cost of decisions and selecting better options often requires further reinforcement than mere knowledge alone. It is impractical to assume, even in the possession of knowledge or wisdom, that people will behave better. In fact, the evidence suggesting that people are not innately caring vary dramatically regarding ability to be empathetic and are a lot less reliable than one would hope is overwhelming. The victims of poverty need us to make the commitment to make the necessary changes to reduce suffering. How can rationales that attempt to justify oppression as an acceptable condition be transformed? The role of compassion. Being cared for or about by others and by oneself increases the quality of life of the individual and society. If people are loved, it is more likely that they're going to be able to love and take care of themselves or rely upon support from family or friends. This hypothesis is supported by the obvious disadvantages which can be observed in people who are victims of neglect. According to Henry A. Murray, a prominent psychologist, priorities of behavior are often developed according to the ability of people to communicate, perceive, and respond to their own needs. Today, his theory is referred to as a hierarchy of needs. However, if a person is hungry, sleep-deprived, or suffering from drug dependency or behavioral disorders, as many impoverished people are, it is less likely they will have the skill or strength to act in their best interests. Rather, people can formulate perceptions of needs that are not consistent with their well-being. Kids, for example, think they need candy, once addicted to sugar or brainwashed through commercials, but we know that short-lived sugar rush is void of nutritional value and that acidic things generally disrupt all systems of the body and contribute to cancer, among many other symptoms. As a society, we rely on human services, religious, and community organizations to help care for individuals in need, but we are cooperatively facing the challenge of reforming our cultural frameworks to increase and improve the support necessary for good health. Have we arrived at a point we value properties such as cars and homes more than bodies that drive and occupy them? Has the asset become the artificial intelligence and the liability of the human? 
Industries boast we are streamlining, going lean, growing record profit, while making those left with jobs appear to be celebrated as frontline high-performance leaders. Yet those same workers are getting denied vacations and expected to be graceful for the routine pay cuts and inflation that have left wages flat for nearly three decades. It would be an error to underestimate the potential of human intelligence, the desire to be free, and the will to survive. I'm just a bag of bones I'm just a bag of bones Paying the price of a life misunderstood All I need is one more chance They don't see me as a force for good But I still could be the champ I'm just a bag of bones I'm just a bag of bones To higher price for this life misunderstood Stumbling around trying to kill my pain I have slept with my face in the mud But I still don't want your fame I'm just a bag of bones I'm just a bag of bones Sleeping outdoors On unnamed floors And your rat race Is a disgrace is beneath me I'm not the same but that's not allowed I can't stand up check check one two check 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 one two check hello 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 can you guys hear me Gonna send it through a monitor on the outside over here. Oh, you do. Okay. Jack. Check, check. We, we, yeah, we are live. First of all, I want to thank everybody for coming out on a Saturday to San Francisco Mutiny Radio. This is awesome. I want to put our hands together and welcome Nina Violet to the stage. Thank you, guys. 
little boat glass stream loves I am throat moonbeam on arms the shadow figure a voice a sound oh, balloon on a string let it go don't let it go all our dreams everything oh but the way the Everything is for sale. Full of air, full of lighter than air, full of nothing for the known, for the strangers everything is for sale let it go don't let it go everything for what Oh, but the way the 
Everything 